Amir Khan versus Samuel Vargas. Fight predictions. Dun dun dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. I just wanted to touch on this fight. This fight is also on the 8th, the same day as the uh, Sean Porter Danny Garcia fight. Um, it's out of the country, out of the US. I believe it's in the UK. So I'm not quite sure what the time difference is going to be, but usually in the U.S. that means it comes on either like 1 or 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's um, West Coast time, Pacific time. Anyway, Khan is fighting a guy by the name of Samuel Vargas. If you guys don't know, know who Amir Khan is, you probably haven't been watching boxing. He's 32 wins, 4 losses with 20 KOs. Vargas comes into the contest at 29 and 3 with two draws and 14 KOs. So basically, this is a fight for Khan to come back and look good again. I expected uh, Amir Khan's last fight to be a little more competitive than it was against Phil Logreco, but Khan just blasted him out. And for all of Khan's faults, he does have power. He is good technically. It's really his defense. And that chin that lets him down. But if you can correct that with some type of defense, because let's face it, at this stage of the game, he's got to get defense if he wants to make that run and get the world title. He says 147 is his game. That's where he's going to stay. That's where he feels comfortable. So to do that, there's some killers in the division. He's going to have to avoid being hit cleanly. Because he's been shown time and time again that when he gets hit cleanly, things go wrong. And when things go wrong, a lot of times he doesn't recover. This was the knock on him since his first pro loss. I mean, that was a big upset when he got knocked out. So obviously we know what Amir Khan does well, and we know what Amir Khan doesn't do so well. And basically, the only thing he really doesn't do too well is take a punch. And I think that goes right back to defensive lapses. Because if he can get that a little bit tighter, then we won't have to be talking about his chin all the time. Because as soon as he gets hit, everyone's you know wondering, is he going to go out? Is he going to go down? Is that going to be it? Will he be able to get up and recover? Then it starts this whole chain of problems for him. So he is basically a fighter that needs to fight a perfect fight the majority of the time. And you can see when he's in the ring with lesser fighters... He dominates. He usually looks good. And that's where the problem lies because when he fights those top tier guys, the guys that are on the same level as him, they end up connecting. And when they connect, the fight changes and usually he gets knocked out. He's been knocked out three out of his four losses. So that's a problem because how do you fight world class guys and not ever expect to get hit cleanly? Right? I mean, not many fighters do that. Even Floyd Mayweather got hit clean a time or two. So it's very difficult, and I think it's going to be very difficult for him. Not that he doesn't have the talent. It's just a fatal flaw of his inability to take a world-class punch. Now, what can he do up until that point? Well, guys like Samuel Vargas and Phil Greco, I think these guys are made to order simply because they're not as talented as Khan. And if you're not as talented, it's going to be a lot more difficult to get in and hit him and test that chin because he does have talent. So when the talent wins out here, Khan is okay. It's only when he's on that equal footing where issues start to arise. And you can tell usually by the lines on Khan's fights. These guys that are below him, he's usually a very large favorite, even though everybody questions his chin. 
So for example, in this fight, Khan is coming in at minus 2550 and Vargas at plus 1900. Those are straight lines. The fight goes to a decision is currently plus 240 and fight doesn't go to a decision is minus 333. Khan wins by KO TKO minus 278. Vargas wins by KO TKO plus 1200. Khan wins by decision plus 275. Vargas wins by decision plus 2800. And fight is a draw 25 to 1. So what are we looking at right here? Well, on paper, the books have decided this is a mismatch. They don't think Vargas has any shot in hell at beating him. And not only can you tell that by the straight line, but it's the Vargas KO line that tells you basically what you need to know. Vargas wins by KO or TKO as plus 12. So it's 12 to 1. That, I mean, how else would he win? Are you going to outbox Amir Khan? Not many people outbox Amir Khan. So if you're going to beat Amir Khan, the odds would suggest, yeah, I probably have to knock him out. And the books say, nope, that's not going to happen. And you know what? I have to agree with him. I don't really think Samuel is going to bring too much to the table in this fight. And I don't like to be disrespectful, but I'm just saying I don't believe he's on the same level as Amir Khan talent-wise. And another problem he has is he eats punches like Tic Tacs. And that's a problem with a guy that can punch. Uh, out of Vargas's three losses, two have been by stoppage. So he too can be put down and stopped. So what are we looking at here? I think, honestly, we're looking at a probably dominant performance from Amir that ends in a stoppage. I can't say it's going to be a first round like his last fight, which I believe was like 30 seconds or something crazy like that. But I think it has the possibility. I think it's really just about how much damage Vargas can take. How many rounds is the kid going to be able to go before he finally, you know, can't take it anymore and collapses? Danny Garcia was able to stop him. And also uh, Errol Spence Jr. was able to stop him. Obviously, those are two world-class guys. And if you put Amir Khan up on that level, then it's not out of the realm of possibility to say Khan is going to stop him. And he'll probably do it before the mid-rounds would be my guess. So looking at this fight, there really is only one option if you like Amir. And that's going to be Khan wins by KO. I don't see any reason to take the fight doesn't go to a decision at the higher at the higher number minus 333 unless for some reason you think Vargas has enough power to hurt Khan and knock him out and not only enough power that's not the only part so if you think he does have enough power there has to be a second part to that and has the talent to deliver the punch on Khan Right, Because power means nothing if you can't land. So if you believe uh, Vargas has enough power to stop Khan, you also have to believe he has a way to deliver that power. Now, I personally don't think he has enough power to stop Khan. I know I'm going out a bit on a limb there, but he's only got 14 KOs in 29 fights. And I know Khan's chin isn't the greatest. But like I said, just pure punching power and then combined with the lack of talent on Khan's level, I don't think that we're going to see a huge upset here where somehow he just lands a haymaker, the quote-unquote lucky punch, and Khan goes to sleep. 
I think Khan's talent will win out here, and it's going to be a case of how much Vargas can take. So if you've looked at this fight, and that's how you capped it as well, basically, guys, you only have one play here, and that's going to be the Khan KO-TKO play. And it's not that bad. Minus 278. This is one of the things I talk about when we're talking about props and totals. You're going to be able to get Amir Khan at only... Minus 278, not even minus 300 favorite. He's minus 2550 straight. What a freaking steal. As long as we have capped this correctly and we believe that Khan, who is a huge favorite to win the fight outright, who is favored to knock him out, can do that, then we're golden. And we have stolen money from the books because that line is so low compared to the straight bat. Even the won't go is so low compared to the straight bat. So as long as you think Khan can win, or even if you think Vargas can win inside the distance, as long as you think inside the distance is the way to go, the most you're going to lay right now is minus 333. What a steal. What a steal. If you think Khan's going to win inside like I do, then you get an even better line at minus 278 because I'm not worried about Vargas. So worst case, you guys are a little hesitant. I get it. He's lost three out of four by Kale, but you need to look a little deeper into that. But even if you don't, even if you just say he's got a terrible China chin, it breaks like glass as soon as it's hit, he could get knocked out by the wind. I'm taking minus 333. What a steal of a line compared to 2550. And if you don't think that and you say, yeah, Khan's chin isn't the greatest, but only world class can knock him out. And this guy isn't world class. I'm taking Khan, KO, TKO, minus 278. Wow. When that comes in, boys, wow. What a deal. And that's why it's important to look at even fights that look like mismatches on paper and what are mismatches on straight line bets because I wouldn't suggest any of you guys play Khan at minus 2550 ever. I go back into this all the time, but if you listen to the podcast, this is always going to be something I repeat, risk versus reward. There's a point where the risk isn't versus, isn't worth the reward. So I wouldn't suggest you lay Amir Khan at minus 2550. Don't. Don't play that. You got to pick a side here. You got to pick a way that he wins if you want to play this fight. Granted, you can play that over under total, but we're not going to even touch the straight bet, right? We're not even going to look at Amir Khan. 2550. Don't even put it into your mind. It doesn't exist. So you decide when you look at this fight how you think Khan's going to win. If you're with me with the, the capping, the way I've capped it, the way I think the fight's going to play out, the, the lack of skill on Samuel Vargas' side, the main thing, the lack of defense, he just gets hit too much, and the fact that Khan has world class talent and power, then you're going to get a steal at Khan KO TKO minus. 278. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.